before this episode, I'd like to take a moment to thank our one and only sponsor, Mr. David Dominoski. You see him and you think, wow, nice beard. And yet he actually has many talents besides growing exquisite facial hair. In this world, chivalry is all but dead. Except for David, who is a total gentleman. Every door is opened, every toilet seat is down, and in our life, it's always ladies first. So if you're listening, send him some loving energy his way and gratitude for his support so I can talk into the air. Thank you, Bear. Welcome, people. I'm Persephone Nicole, creator of Inspire the Wildfire. I'm a well-being artist here to ignite your passion and spark the revolution to our evolution. Now is the time. We need to evolve as a species. We were put here for a purpose, each of us born with gifts, and we've all been assigned. Who we are can have a deeply profound impact on this planet. Together, we'll inspire each other to be brave humans and burn everything that's holding us back. Watch the magic that occurs when you cultivate and share your natural gifts and abilities. Be the masterpiece. Today, I'm going to introduce you to one of my favorite people, my dear friend, Christina Fisher. She's a wife, a mom, a fitness trainer, a podcaster, and she has not one but two businesses. Obviously, she's a superwoman, so I wanted her to come on not just for the wealth of knowledge that her mind contains. I really wanted you to feel the healing energy that radiates from this woman's big, beautiful heart. It's apparent that you, like many of us, are juggling multiple roles. And coming from someone that knows you, you really seem to do it well. How do you manage all those responsibilities? It's not easy. Uh, I think what what I've had to do for myself is just create consistency and habits. And so even, and I think most of us women, we kind of start to get into those habits to a certain extent that we almost lose ourselves. So I know to get up at this time, to get the kids up, to pick them up from school and you get into this rhythm, which is healthy and it, it, it allows you to get through all of these different things you need to do in the day. But more importantly than rituals and habits, it's taking time for yourself. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, I've been a fitness coach for almost 20 years now. Mm-hmm. And I really can attribute a lot of my mental sanity to that one thing, to that one thing of getting out, taking the dogs for a walk, having that time for myself really allows me to just be myself for an hour every day. And then I can come back and present myself, whether that's being a wife or a mom. And, you know, we have, we have a lot of kids. And so I have to show up differently for each one of them. And that does get exhausting Yeah, for sure. It's the rhythm and then finding time, make sure that part of your rhythm is finding for me, finding time for myself. And it's, and it's hard. I mean, I think as mothers and partners, or if we have people that are in our life, like they're wanting of our time and energy. So we have to set boundaries and make sure, okay, you understand that this is my time now. Yeah. Lock yourself in your bedroom if you need to, <laughs> <laughs> whatever that is. Definitely. Cause it's that self-care that you talked about. That's what gives you the recharge that you need to be able to expend that energy again. Something that's been super important to me is that you need to be careful with what that time looks like. I know for some people, and I even have children like this that will go spend their free time 
watching TikTok. And mm-hmm. that might work because it's mindless, but is it, is you're not really doing that for yourself. Yeah. It's not like, unless you're going in there with an intention to learn about something or to start creating in your own mind, like I just feel like that's time that you're not thinking, but it's not time for yourself. If that, does that make sense oh, at totally. all? totally. Yeah. Like, so just making sure you have quality of time. Yeah. Like you just want to spend quality of time with your kids. You need to spend quality of time with yourself. So maybe it's pedicure, listening to an audio book or coloring or painting or whatever creative fun yeah thing you can do to spend quality time with yourself I think is huge that's awesome I, I've never thought about it spending quality time with yourself but that makes total sense so one of the reasons I wanted to bring you specifically on the show was because I love the serendipities of life and I wanted to share the story about how we met oh this is a good one yeah it is <laughs> So I was looking to move to Utah. I wasn't totally set on it because um, I was in a new relationship. So it was going to be like a, a big jump. <laughs> but um, so I was looking for things uh, in my industry up here. And I I saw your ad a couple of times, but I avoided it because um, on there was was requested that the person that applies be COVID vaccinated. So I kept finding it and I thought, well, you know what, I'll just go ahead and apply for it. And during the interview process, if I get one, I'll just explain my health situation. Turns out you reached out for an interview and, and it was funny because it's like the second we, we connected on Zoom, it was almost like instantaneous. It was instantaneous. And just a little backstory on that. I was currently looking for a personal trainer to fulfill training on site to a business that we contracted with. Yeah. And so, and this was during the time of COVID shutdown Mm -hmm. and the company in particular, they were, most of the clients were working remotely at this point. So I was doing through zoom, but we were talking about getting back into on site, and they were, they were requiring the vaccination. I personally, as a personal choice, me and my family chose not to. So I needed some help if I was going to keep this huge contract that was paying bills. Right. <laughs> you know, and so when I, and I had interviewed so many people, I can't mm-hmm. even tell you, I in particular with who I hire because I want someone who not only can do the job that's dependable, they have the same passion and drive and can see the vision. And so yeah. when we met on Zoom, it was just like this beautiful, perfect I was like oh my gosh the stars aligned I know it was the stars aligned (laughs) we were both so excited after we got off the phone yeah yeah and so you hired me on the spot and we were thinking that with this medical exemption we might be able to work around it because I was totally willing to take precautions and stuff like that yes but what ended up happening (laughs) so so and at the time the medical exemption you know because I pitched this whole thing to the company I was like okay so I've got a trainer like And I even set it up like I have gone through a bunch like she's the best. You want her. This is why for so many reasons. Right. She has a medical exemption for the vaccine. So the rest of the like the IT, they're like, oh, perfect. We can set it up so we can do these training sessions through Zoom. So we had the app set up. We had the TV set up in the fitness rooms. And it was like all this and that. And then finally, right when Persephone was moving here. Yes. Uh, I had emailed the, the owner of the bank and I said, okay, this is where we're going to go. This is the, this is the price, which they've always been so willing and workable. And she's like, no, if you're not going to like, this is ridiculous. 
if you're going to charge us more, you need to be on site. And I'm like, okay, it's about money. That's not a big deal. We'll just go back to the original price. And then it was a no. And it really came down to us not being vaccinated. Right. And I was sick. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, like I still feel right now in this moment, like reliving that. Yeah. Like how sick I was. Cause I knew the sacrifice that you were making to mm-hmm. come here. And right. I knew like, you know, you can have a conversation with somebody, but we felt our connection. our connection. And so I just was like, oh my goodness, like I feel horrible. What, what are we going to do? And I just, I asked my husband, I'm like, I, this is terrible. And he's like, well, if she, if she is the type of person that you say she is, she's going to understand and she's going to be okay. And I'm like, you're right, but it doesn't make me feel yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. So literally the day after I moved here, you had to call me. And I know just knowing you as an empathetic person, that had to be a really tough call for you. It was so hard. Yeah. I remember sitting on my back patio in my hammock. It's like my summertime Zen spot. Yeah. Retreat. Like, yeah, it is. And I just was like, okay, I'll make the phone call out here. And it was a super hard call, but it was hard, but also beautiful and perfect. Yeah. And she received it so well. Yeah. I mean, of course, in the moment I like had that, the first incident was sheer, oh no, because just of the disappointment. Yeah. One, because I was really looking forward to working with you, but also the job was really cool. Like I was really looking forward to taking the tram into downtown Salt Lake City and working with people, you know, just like it was, <laughs> it was so cool. I was really looking forward to the position, but you know, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was experiencing burnout. The way things worked out, it was just perfect. It was a perfect time for me to have a life lesson because the only reason I moved up here was the fact that I had that job. It kind of gave me some security and that's just a repeat pattern that I think a lot of people can identify with where you're looking outside yourself for security. You know, you think you're secure and then you move 816 miles <laughs> and, and find out that the job's not there. So I I had that moment of feeling panic, but it just was like a second because then I was like, oh, you know what? It's fine. I'll, I'll figure something out. And I did have a savings. So it wasn't a huge requirement for me to return to work. And then what ended up happening was... I was able to get my yoga certification and I also created my own coaching business. And the other benefit was since you were one of the few people I knew in Utah, that gave us the ability to connect on a friendship level versus, you know, employee, employer type of a relationship. We've really been able to build a really deep and meaningful friendship that not only is between you and I, but, you know, we started to include our partners and now we're all four super close. So close, in fact, that a few months ago when David proposed, he made sure that he included you guys. And I think he did that because he knows like how special that moment was created by having you guys there. Yeah, it really was. And it has been. It is crazy, the serendipities of life. Had it happened any other way, it might not be what it is. And our friendship has been amazing. We consider Persephone and David as part of our family. Yeah. 100%. Like The kids love them. They ask about them all the time, yeah. <laughs> and but they are. And so it's just an extension for us as a family, but it's also nice to have grown-up time with you guys. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> for sure. You're part of our, you're part of our, like, let's get away. And right. that time for ourselves, you guys are considered a lot in, like, we need a break. 
that's called Persephone and David. <laughs> right, for sure. Because And we feel the same way. It's a renewal. We always feel energized because you guys have a passion for life that is just contagious to be around. Speaking of your family, you guys have a very unique situation. Why don't you tell yeah. us about it? So we are a blended family. We have nine kids collectively. I have three. Michael has six. So there's seven girls and two boys. Yeah. And we've got the youngest is a boy and he's seven and he's the most one of the most beautiful humans on yes. the planet. I can agree to that. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other boy is 20 and the girls range from 23 all the way down. They're just sandwiched in between. Yeah, <laughs> they're just kind of there and there's like all ages of girls. None of them are married yet. We don't have any grandchildren or anything like that. But I, I really can say that we are, like we might have to send our kids off to the other parent. But when we are together, we are one family for sure. And I am thankful every day for the bonds we've created as a family. Having gone through the blended family experience, you guys created blended family crusaders. We're passionate people. Day one, we're like, okay, we really like each other. This is obvious. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but we have kids and we can't forget that we have kids. We can be in love all we want, but if our kids don't get along, then our love will not carry us through. Strange. Our kids are more important to us than what we're feeling right now in the moment. And so, you know, most experts would say that you don't introduce the kids for a while, but we're like, no, this is crucial. Yes. We want to be a family. So we introduced them pretty early on and it was just, just as exciting. They all got along. You know, here we are trying to navigate this blended family thing and we're like, man, nobody's talking about the struggles of being a blended family. So we wanted to create a coaching platform and an influencing platform called Blended Family Crusaders. I, it, it has been ups and downs, you know, with everything. We, we launched it about three years ago. We've only done a little bit with it. We both got pulled back into our other businesses that we owned at the time and now trying to get back into that. We do have a lot more knowledge. Like you said, there's a reason for things, more experiences to share. And um, But our goal is just to help tell stories and tell experiences so other blended families or people who are going through divorce can take the pieces of what we're saying and plant them in their own life because there is no right or wrong there is no straight and narrow for blended families. The variations are incredibly complex, mm -hmm. but it's just taking, oh my gosh, I see what they did there. Maybe this will work for me. So that's really a whole mission to have people do that and then create a legacy. We want our kids to believe that marriages can work, that families can work, and how to do that. That's Setting the example. Yeah, for and you have to. And that's the big thing. Like You can say it all you want, but if you're not living it and doing it yourself, then what's the point? The kids will only learn. Yeah. Through example. And they might deny it clear up until their late twenties and they'll be like, Oh, I see that. I see what you did there. <laughs> Anyways, that's the whole idea of blended family crusaders. When you've gone through an experience, it puts you in like a unique space and ability to be able to coach. Um, I've kind of felt that way because I've had health issues that when somebody comes in and they're talking to me about an issue they have with fatigue, I know exactly how to get them from point A to point B. And so the fact that you guys, not only are you an example, but like you went big, nine kids. Is nine no kids. Yeah. I mean, like we didn't have a choice. Like, you know, it's not like we can just decide which right. kids to keep. Or not. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. But it's just like that wealth of knowledge though you're pulling from, because with nine kids, you've got nine personalities. Oh, totally. It's kind of, kind of interesting that you can use 
what you're learning with each dynamic, with each relationship, how when you have a client and then comes to you and says, I'm having this issue, you can go back to thinking, oh, I remember when Emily was having an issue with this or something to that effect, you know? Oh, oh, it's so true. We've had issues and a lot of ages and everything's the season. So when we first started dating, Caleb was two. So we had toddlers to teenagers and now we're, you know, he's seven and the oldest is 23. So now we're in a different flow of ages because we've had from toddler all the way up to adult children and every stage is different. You know, we, we do, we've gathered up all these experiences. One of the things that I think about constantly, and not only did I think about this as a stepmother, um, but even just through life is that anytime you're experiencing, at least for me and as a coach, I'm experiencing this because somebody else needs to hear it. Yeah. I'm experiencing this because I need to learn something from it. But it is with all the different personalities and with girls, you just know, within one person, you have three different personalities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Like right. You could be so kind and the next moment you are the worst person on the planet. <laughs> so there comes a lot of patience and there comes a lot of not taking that in as a as a mother to not take it personally yeah as a parent I think that's probably one of the hardest things because you want your kids to love you and they'll hate you fiercely and you just have to love them anyways yeah even though you don't want to (laughs) at times but it always comes back around yeah so Yeah, even as a coach, one of the things I would come up against was trying to convince people why they they needed coaching in the first place. One of the things I would always point out to them is when you hire me for a personal trainer, you you are plugged in instantaneously to knowledge. And so I think that's one of the benefits that people, you know, when they're thinking about if they're going to do coaching in general, is that they're going to be getting not only somebody who's passionate about their industry, so they're going to be keeping up on their knowledge, but you're also going to be getting all of those experiences, not just that they've had, but also what their other clients have had. You're just instantly plugged in there. Yeah, and I know to say that you need a coach would mean to to admit in some way that you're not good enough. And in my lifetime of coaching people with mental disabilities and people who... Um, through social services and then transitioning that into personal training of all walks of life. Mm-hmm. And now being a stepmom, I feel like all that training helped me be a stepmom. Yeah, it like prepared you. <laughs> totally. But to say that you need a coach, whether that's for personal training or for your marriage or financial would mean I'm not good enough. And so you come in humbly and you and some people come in scared mm-hmm. because they don't want to know that there's something more. Like if the coach says well, this is what else you need to work on. And I know how scary I felt that in so many of my clients. Yeah. You know, I know you and I, we have to have a baseline so we know where we're going. Yeah. And where we are. And that is scary to have that baseline. But the goal of being a coach, whether it's a mom coach or or a physical trainer coach or any coach, is you have to, like you said, you're plugging them into knowledge But to us, we genuinely just want to help you. And because we're a third person outside, we can have a different perspective and offer different advice. Mm -hmm. But I I know just how scary that can be. Yeah, but those baselines, that's what I would always say to my clients too on day one is we would do measurements and weight, which always gives you that heaviness and you could see it in the client, right? And I'd always remind them, 
this is where you're going to be able to see how far you've come. Because exactly. I know in my journey to look back and know that I'd lost 60 pounds was such a feat. But if I had just decided not to get on the scale that one day, I would have had nothing to reflect back. Yeah. And so it's taking that brave step just mm-hmm. to say, this is where I am. And it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong now. Yeah. It's just like, now you have a measure of progression and that's it. So another thing I appreciate about your guys's parenting is how intentional it is. It's really thoughtfully done. It seems strange to say, just me as a human, I, I've struggled because of the way I was raised and just the reflection of how balanced you guys are individually with your masculine and your feminine side. And then when you guys come together, how that creates such a powerhouse. I see you in the way that you handle things and you have this very balanced feminine power. It's never demeaning to Michael, but you also assert yourself when the circumstances require it. And so to just see how you do that so beautifully and then seeing Michael, because there's no denying that Michael's a man. He's got oh, yeah. a beard. <laughs> yeah, he's a manly man. <laughs> he's a man's man. And so it's there's no denying that he's connected to his masculine side. And yet he doesn't come in and wield that with such authority that it can come across as scary in any way. I see that with the kids, how they all feel open to come to each of you. And there's no like favorites, it seems like. And this is a blended family. So you would think that it would be very easy for, say, David and I, when we first started hanging out with you, to figure out whose was whose, because that was hard to keep straight for a while. (laughs) (laughs) But we couldn't tell just by you guys' dynamics, because you guys are one. That really is. I can attribute to a lot of things, but Michael's my third husband, and I've learned a couple things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And because I can be assertive. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you have to, in a relationship, it is a give and a take. Mm -hmm. And if you were to just say, well, oh, this person's doing this and I'm going to step back and be offended. Well, that's okay in the moment. But at the same time, like you're not the same. You can be one, but you're not the same people. Yeah. And and you're coming from two different places of trauma in your life. And for a while, I get, even when Michael and I were first, it was this kind of like, okay, I'm bringing all my baggage in and he's bringing all of his. And we said we wouldn't do that. But still, habitually, when something happens and something triggers, you go immediately to that origin right right of that place of origin where that that trigger is Mm -hmm. that wound and so it's taken us time to really understand and trust each other that we can heal those past wounds by just leaning and trusting into each other and i've and i've had to because i've always been independent yeah and i think that's one of the things that was at fault Mm -hmm. because i've been so independent i don't need anybody i can take care of myself right and allowing Michael to take care of me. That was big for me. That's a hard one. It is hard. And it's not that I can't do it by myself, but it's just... Because you can. Because I can. (laughs) And it's just giving permission for that thing to happen. Men want to do that for their women. Mm -hmm. And and we can get caught up with our independency, and then their act of love to help us, we take as, well, I'm independent. I don't need you, right? Right. So it it can be tricky, but it's taken us this time... Um, He told me from the very beginning that he trusted me with disciplining his children. And I wasn't super comfortable with that because I'm like, well, uh, I don't know about that. Way to set Uh, up a relationship. (laughs) I felt a lot of pressure. I don't want to be the heavy. Yeah. Like, 
But we actually sat down, we came up with some core values, and then we talked to the kids, and they came up with some core values. And that's how we ruled our family from the beginning. Mm -hmm. It's like, we want to teach our family respect, so what does respect look like? And we set this all up. So consequences are easier to implement when they know that our core values are consistent. Um, If you're not respecting the house or your sibling, what does that look like? Right. And we want to be respectful. So... You know, we look at Caleb, and as I mentioned, he's like this beautiful human. And we keep saying, like, because we've done things right. Right. Like, we've taught him core values. And so for him, like, the other day we were getting on Audrey's case. We tease her all the time. And he just is like, you guys need to stop. Let's leave Audrey alone for a little while. We're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Caleb, he is this uh, little Buddha. He is. He has so much wisdom. He came up with your family motto, which is. Fishers can do hard things. Fishers can do hard things. Yeah, he's just, his wisdom, his old soul wisdom is is so incredible. And he's a beautiful boy. And that is part of his soul. But we've also have been intentional from day one. And he was much more impressionable at age two than when you have teenagers that are welded in their Mm -hmm. experiences. So the masculine and feminine energy, Mm -hmm. we've we've had to figure out. We've had to just trust each other. I've had to let go of everything that I've been guarded with and no, just to allow myself to be received and vice versa. You know, he came, his ex-wife was very defensive, still is. And so for, you know, he's had to let go of some things just so he can receive how I love, allowing yourself to receive your partner and all their Yeah. And that's kind of where your work lies, right? Because I feel like, because I feel like in my relationship, I, I had to learn that also is the confidence that I can go in a hundred percent and if it crashes and burns, that is not the measure of the success of the relationship. I'm here to learn. I'm entering a, an arena and a commitment and we're just going to see what happens instead of not giving it my all and holding back. It's definitely not going to work out if you're not being yourself. For sure. I think at this point, you know, Michael wanted to get married right away and I'm like, hell no, I love you, but I just, I'm terrified of this of getting married a third time and failing. Yeah. And it really was just for me like, okay, what do I need to let go of? What do I need to implement? What do I need to, we, we had instant chemistry. We, you know, that was for real. We have this momentum of life. So all that seems to make sense. And the kids get along, all that seems to make sense. But if you let those, the past come in and just conquer you, then you're no better off with a, with a different person than you are with the person that you left behind. Yeah. And so it, it really has been a journey for, for both of us. And, the kids see that the unity that we have is mostly based, I would say, because we don't, most of our experiences are outside of the home right. rather than in the home. Mm-hmm. We try to get them out as much as possible. Our very first trip together was in Zion, hiking up the Narrows, and and we've just taken them on adventures because the kids don't have their territory at home. They don't have their things that they can argue over. And because we've had so many repeated experiences they've really bonded together so much so i know this is a little off tangents my stepkids mom who just recently got married and now they have 12 kids between those two yeah but they're not a family unit they do everything separate and the kids were going in thinking from our home that that's what was going to be like on the other side and now they're struggling because it's not that and so they have a contrast contrast right yeah this reconciliation of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And these are things that, you know, we can't control. Michael and I can't control what happens over there. Can't control what happens on the other side of the house. 
So our only goal is to do the best we can in our own to teach them doing the things in their life will benefit them and make their life easier. And we base our parenting off of that one thing. We've got to raise adults and we want them to be functioning. And, and how do we do that? I don't know since I'm not a parent, but if I was to make a guess, I think you guys are nailing it. (laughs) (laughs) Besides the fact that you guys are like amazing parents, the relationship dynamic between you and Michael is relationship goals for sure. It's obvious that you guys have fantastic chemistry and there's a lot of love between you. And so how, like with nine kids, how do you guys stay connected and make sure that that remains a priority? This might be inappropriate, but... (laughs) I think I know what your answer is going to be. I know you too well. <laughs> we have morning sex. That's, that's, that's it. Like <laughs> Morning I, sex. You heard it here yeah, first. Yeah. It is, this is a life hack, actually. Yeah. I'm telling you now because if you have sex in the morning, neither one of you have an opportunity to screw up. So. <laughs> <laughs> not screw you're, up, but you're definitely screwing. <laughs> yeah. You're screwing. You're not. And you have the energy. At the end of the day, I'm exhausted. I can't even make it through we, we turn on a movie, I'm out. Yeah. Right? So, you know, I, I give the warning. If my head hits a pillow or the couch, I will be out. So that means there's, like, no sex at night. Yeah, it's off the table. It's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, done. unless it's, like, <laughs> date night or something. Right. Okay. But, but, no, but even more than that, like, our intimacy is super important. It keeps yeah. us connected and close. But it's also something that's not, like, intimacy isn't everything. It's um, how we maybe cap our relationship so if let's say that we have sex at the end of the night Mm -hmm. it just works out with our schedule that we can in the morning but let's just say that we're the normal people who only have time at night and it's the acts that you do during the day so that you want to be with that person at night yeah it's foreplay it's foreplay all day long Mm -hmm. the teasing dancing the kissing and and michael and i are super playful and the kids see that they have fun with it too they say it's gross but or we know that when they choose a partner down the road, we want them to have that in their partner too. Yeah, the bar has been set that intimacy is important, and you got and to see in action how chemistry, right, is done is really cool. You know, you you said how you can feel the connection between you and Michael, and it's one thing that I've noticed between you two, and I noticed from the beginning how in love David is with you. <laughs> And he is, and and it's beautiful. Like when you when you see that, I I think it's rare these days. Yeah. Right. Not to brag or anything, but we basically took their engagement photos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was on their holiday card, yeah. and like there's a picture on that card that is so beautiful, where David's looking down at you, and it really captures yeah. that that love and just so you know that we we see that in you too as well. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. that's been a hard one to accept. Because we all have our own wounds and trauma and and there's that. But then we're also dealing with like self-worth issues. That's something that I've always struggled with is self-love and cultivating that. It was foreign to me until I got into my 30s. And so I'm really not experienced at that. It's so hard to receive the love Mm -hmm. and allow it and, and believe it. Yeah. And so that's been a hard, that's been a hard thing for us to adjust. I know for him, because he comes to the table so genuine at times admiration that I feel like I don't deserve and not run from it so that you're continuing to evolve and expand and adding layers to who you guys are. 
Speaking of layers, you have a new exciting endeavor that you've gotten into. My Spirit Bears just launched, so tell us about that concept. Oh, My Spirit Bears, this idea basically comes as a result of being in a blend family mm -hmm. and our kids going back and forth and we love crystals and rocks and you know understand their metaphysical properties and helping them heal and the power that they hold and all of our kids have teddy bears and we had one of our daughters she was going to her mom's house and she was having nightmares and she was having nightmares at our house so we put a rock underneath her pillow and the nightmare ceased and she'd go to her mom's house and then she'd have nightmares there and so so michael's like here take this and put it under your pillow at your mom's house so she did that nightmare stopped but then the the rocks get lost or right, whatever shuffling and, back yeah, and forth the back and forth and so the idea came that i would take crystals and put them inside of a snuggly teddy bear so that bear can go back and forth as their stuffed animals do and they are powered with the energy they need to endure those transitions mm -hmm. this idea has been sitting in my heart for a couple of years mm -hmm. and really got moving last september when i was sitting on a beach and i realized you know blended family crusaders is a wonderful endeavor but it's also very tricky and hard what's most important to me is the mental health and health of my children and not my, just my children but children of the world yeah and how how can i how can i serve them and so this idea started to grow and come into fruition. So right now we've got one bear, one bear released, Hopeful Bear, and that bear is for anxiety. We are going to be launching Blissful Bear next, and Blissful Bear is for trauma. I thought anxiety would be more wanted, but trauma is by far really? way more needed and asked for. Blissful Bear is powered by Shanghai Lapis Lazuli. Some really powerful stones in there to help neutralize and help manage those emotions. And eventually we want to have a membership site where every month the child gets mailed a letter from their bear and says, this is how, it's how so are you cool. doing? And this is a child who's worked on their anxiety yeah. and this is how they did it. So we'll have right. like superhero kids that write in Aww. and then they get highlighted and yeah. sent letters too. Because when they get the bear, they get the certificate. And so they, they understand like what the concept is and what the bear is there to help them do. Mm-hmm. That's so exactly. Cool. Yeah, the certificate it's like a like a birth certificate, but on the back there's a mantra. Mm -hmm. So it helps it starts off with some questions like, Do you feel like giving up? Are are you scared about trying new things? And so it helps them identify almost with that emotion by asking those questions and then it turns it and says, I will help you do this and together we will do this. That's and I'll so always cool. be here for you. Yeah. So it's been amazing. We've had one of them's nineteen years old and she sent me this two-page essay of how her bears helped her. Okay. <laughs> it's amazing. So people are really finding benefit. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a whole line. I, I ask all of my children, what's the one emotion that you struggle with the most? Loneliness, anxiety, confidence, trauma, and then nighttime anxiety. So those are the six bears that we have, yeah. those emotions that will eventually be launched out. There's tons of other stuff. We've got my mind spinning and exploding right. with ideas. So super excited about do. helping our kids manage their emotions, learn how to self-manage their emotions. They can figure that out for themselves in a healthy way and know that what they're feeling is normal and that they can manage it by writing or journaling or coloring. So there's going to be all sorts of tools down the, down the road. But for now, you can just hold on to your bear, squeeze it tight, 
read the and mantra. And you already get the benefits of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And just knowing who you are as a person, you are like the ultimate mom. So you're just sending this ultimate mom energy out into the world. And I know it's going to be a success. How can it not? So where can people find you? So if you are interested in my spirit bears, it's just myspiritbear.com. Mm-hmm. You can go there or you can follow us on social media at, on Facebook. It's my spirit bear. And on Facebook, it's my spirit bears with an S. So you can find me either place blended family crusaders is on all platforms. And you have a podcast as well. We do. Yeah. It's a little outdated, but it's there. I know you're working on that. <laughs> yeah. And, and Michael's going to actually start doing some podcasts specific for fathers. I'm really excited about that. And everything will really funnel into blended family crusaders. Cause that's really where the root is at. And this, these are just expansions of that. Yeah. So it's, that's where you can find me. You can message me. I'm all ears. I'm all heart. You definitely are. Well, yeah. Thanks, Christina. Thank I love you. you. I love you too, Persephone. <laughs> Thank you for having me on the show. Of course. So right at the beginning, we have the example of a woman who is incredibly busy and how she's able to successfully manage her schedule is by prioritizing quality time with self, and that includes self-care. So our soul work this week is to examine our daily rituals and habits, finding areas that perhaps we're lacking in, and recreating a schedule of consistency will really help us be successful. By feeding our own fire, the people in our life will feel our warmth and see our light. People, I love you so much. Thank you for sharing your time. You can connect with me on Instagram or Facebook or on my website, inspirethewildfire.com. To show your support, be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or follow and rate the show on Spotify. I hope this thoughtful episode benefits you. Please be sure to share it with your community. Let's make this revolution spread like wildfire.